Good morning. This is Garner speaking in his radio voice. Bryce, can I hear your radio voice, please? Jackie in. <laughs> Let's do the entire show like that. Good morning. <laughs> Fire the intro music. Sonic1029 presents Top Ranking Podcast with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Cue the intro music. Temporary podcast theme song. This is temporary. It's not for long. Temporary podcast theme song. This is temporary. It's not for long. Well, well, well. My name's Garner. That's Bryce over there. We should ch- we should call this the reclining chair podcast. I know we discussed this last week, but I do more reclining while we record this podcast than I even do at home when I'm watching TV. It is a pretty mean lean. I, I really I don't like it. And there's weird stains on these chairs. And I did the thing before you got in here where there were some crumbs on the keyboard. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, wow, this is gross. So I started banging the keyboard on the table to get some of the loose crumbs out. Uh, it was a disgusting amount of crumbs and what I assume is dead skin, boogers, and whatever other business would go in there. So everything in this room essentially is disgusting. Yeah. Um, coming up in just a few minutes here, I ask you this question, Bryce Kelly. Yeah. Did one of our coworkers pull off the greatest power move in history? Ooh, I like this one. I like it a lot. All signs point to yes, but I have a couple of questions. We need some clarification on a couple of points here. We'll bring uh, our co-worker into the studio shortly here. Mm, a guest appearance. I like it. You're listening to Top Ranking Podcast. Available however you found it. You're listening to it right now, so uh, just do that again. Bryce. Okay. The public marriage proposal. You oh, know man. how I feel about the public marriage proposal. How do you feel about the public marriage proposal? I don't mind it for the most part. The one that irks me is the Jumbotron one at a sporting event. Ugh. That one I can't stand. Like, I can get it when you're at, like, ooh, I'm in Central Park with my sweetie. This is the time. And you're like, it's a busy place, but I get it. Yeah, you can either pay attention to it or not pay attention to it. When it's on the Jumbotron, you have to pay attention to it. That's that's the key difference there is, yeah, yeah. you can totally turn your back, and if you don't care, you don't care. Uh, but the Jumbotron, even in a restaurant. Uh, I don't like that. I don't even like when people, mm, get them to sing happy birthday to me. No, because that violates the rule where don't make everybody else's night about you. Do you know what I mean? Don't make the thing about you. Yeah. The, the thing that everybody's there to enjoy. Don't make it about you. But can I read, do you have some uh, tender heartbreak music, Bryce? Heartbreak music? Maybe we could find some tender heartbreak music. Okay. I want to read something to you. Garner, you will not be a fan of mine after I tell you this. I know how you feel about public marriage proposals, but maybe you'll be okay with this one because of the level of shame and humiliation I have felt. Last summer, at a family reunion, I stood up in front of several hundred relatives, close and distant, grabbed the microphone, and proposed to my girlfriend of three years. She was stunned. What really stings is that This wasn't in front of a couple of hundred random strangers that I'll never see again. This was family. She started crying. I thought, yes, nailed it. Uh Uh-oh. But then she just started shaking her head no. no. (laughs) She didn't say anything. She was just crying and moving her head back and forth. To this day, not a single family member has mentioned this to me, which only makes it worse. It's an elephant in the room that needs to be addressed. 
In case you care, it was a long night after that with my girlfriend in that hotel conference room, but she eventually went up to the room because, quote, she wasn't feeling well. I stayed until the end of the night to drown my sorrows. Not only did I humiliate myself and your girlfriend, but I committed another crime that you've talked about on the show before. Never make an event about you. <laughs> That's from Nathan. So I assume that the girlfriend is not the girlfriend anymore. Nathan, that that is a, a detail we need. I get the feeling uh, that she's definitely not. Yeah. And I also get the feeling that, Nathan, uh, you were definitely the subject of a mass email that went to everyone in your family but you. Yeah. About... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. The fact that nobody has said a word about it, not even a, oh, man, that sucks. Nothing. Oh, I couldn't imagine. That's why you don't do that. Yeah. I live in fear. And I've seen some of those things on Sports Center, like the Jumbotron, where yeah. she says no or runs away. And I can't even watch it because it's so brutally embarrassing. Well, everybody always goes, if you're going to do a public marriage proposal, you have got to be sure. But he was with this girl for three years. It said three years in here, right? Yeah, three years. And so he was probably pretty sure, but mm-mm, a sure thing is never a sure thing, Bryce. Yeah, and you probably want to be a little sure if you're asking him private, too. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to commission a research project and find out just exactly what percentage of women want a public marriage proposal. I, I'm thinking that that percentage will be slightly less than the percentage of women that want you to refer to them as your old lady. Or dude. You're listening to Top Ranking Podcast. It's on the internet. Where if you can dream it, there's definitely a porno about it. Garner, I witnessed something the other day. Uh, the walk of shame. Oh, like uh, when you've spent the night with a stranger and now you're walking down a busy metropolitan street with one shoe on and your hair is a mess and your makeup is running. Kind of. That's how we always see the walk of shame is, the, you know, the morning after. Yeah. A night out. This was a different type of walk of shame because I think the walk of shame has varying degrees. This one was not a sexy one, but the humiliation, the regret, and Ooh. everything had to be the same. <laughs> I just love the levels of humiliation, <laughs> as long as it's not me. Oh, so I was driving on a highway. A, hi a busy highway, Bryce? One of the busiest highways in this country. Would you call it almost a freeway that comes in and out of our big city? Yeah, and okay. connects to another giant city. Yeah. And uh, all of a sudden, all the traffic stops. Both lanes are at a stop. You're like, what the? Then suddenly it picks up again after a couple minutes. And I get up to what caused this. And on the side of the road, just on the shoulder, was a completely smashed couch. Oh, God. Like this couch had been riding in someone's car. Went uh, flying out of the back. Went flying right out the back, hit the dirt, and was not going to get back up. Oh. So you're like, oh, man, that's... <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. It was an ugly... It looked like a couch oh. your grandma would have. Were their heads hung? Like, were they staring at the ground as they walked back to retrieve the couch? <sighs> well, you saw the couch initially, and you're like, oh, that sucks. Then you drive, and about 500 meters down the road, so a good distance down the road, yeah. you saw a truck pulled over, and the people were in the midst of walking back to their truck. They clearly, and you could see that some of the cushions still in the back of the oh, bed of the truck. Yeah. So they had stopped, gone to assess I, the damage. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they thought there was a planet where this thing was still going to be. <laughs> oh no! It's just dusted off. It's fine. It's good. No, it was smashed. So they went way back, saw it, and were walking back. And the distance to walk back to their car was not small. This is why you move at night under the cover of darkness, so that when you're flying down the highway or whatever, and uh, 
you know, a stained mattress or a, a couch goes flying out of the bed. You don't even bother going back because nobody saw it happen. This was broad daylight. The only reason those people went back was to give the appearance that they were actually going to do something with this guy. I guarantee you they just left it there. It's probably still there. And so they're walking back and dozens and dozens of cars all doing the same thing, looking at the two. And they were kind of doing a light jog, too, uh, which somehow oh, yeah. made it worse. <laughs> and just staring, being like, man... That's what ratchet straps. Everyone did the same thing. Got to tie that down, bro. What makes this the worst is that you're walking back to rescue a couch that doesn't stand a chance. This is like one of those missions where they have to go up Everest where they're they're not going to rescue. They're going up there to bring home a body. There's There's no joy in that mission or the highway couch mission. No. What a disaster. So there are varying degrees of that walk of shame. You know, I, I remember doing one where I was walking a dog, the dog did its business, a toosie, mm. and I go and I have no bags. Oh. So I'm like, oh no. So we finished the walk and I felt too, I lived in the neighborhood. I felt like people wouldn't know. So I went back <laughs> so I had to do the <laughs> return trip. Did you at least take the dog with you? No. Oh, geez. First mistake. And that was the mistake I made. So I Now just you're just some weird guy in the park picking up dog ass. <laughs> and then walking away with it yeah. with no dog. This is a nice addition to the collection. Yeah. <laughs> you're listening to Top Ranking Podcast. It's on the internet where no one ever responds to my urgent MySpace messages. So the other day on the radio show that we do, Bryce, we started talking about people that wear Harley Davidson jackets. And mm. do all the people with the Harley Davidson jackets, do they have Harley Davidsons or are they just wearing the jacket? You would think the prerequisite for the casual wearer would be that you actually know how to ride a hog. Hmm. But here's another question. We live in a climate where what is motorcycle season? Five months of the year, maybe? Maybe, yeah, maybe. We, more than half of the year here, you can't ride a motorcycle. So... How do I know that you actually have a Harley when I see you wearing your Harley jacket in the mall in mid-February? Here's how. This is a foolproof plan right here. Every day when you get up, Harley Davidson, Harley Davidson jacket guy, you need to take a picture of yourself standing in front of your Harley holding a copy of that day's newspaper, print that picture off, fold it up, and put it in your wallet in case I approach you in an airport, a shopping center, or whatever, then you can produce the picture taken that day of you and your beloved Harley. That way, I know for sure that you actually do possess a Harley Davidson. Yeah, it probably sounds like a lot of work, but I mean, when you get into the Harley game, uh, you're done doing things the easy way. You're all about doing things the hard way. Yeah. Let me ask you a question there, sport. What about the guy you see in the Porsche jacket? Mm. Does he have a Porsche? I hope so. What if you see? What about the guy too that has the Porsche jacket, the Porsche hat, and maybe he has on a very subtle, like a corporate golf shirt with the Porsche logo on it? Like he's not doubling down. He that's the trifecta of Porsche. Am I allowed to talk to him and ask him where his Porsche is? I would think so. And what kind of model you're running? What, how old is this thing? Mm. Is it one of the good ones? Not one of the Porsches you buy just to say you have a Porsche. <laughs> yeah. It's got to have turbo. Right? Well, you got to have the turbo. <laughs> got to have turbo. Let me ask you this question, Bryce. If I bought you a Porsche, one okay. of the good Porsches, okay. here's the condition. You, you can have this car, but for the first year of ownership, everywhere you go, you have to wear the Porsche jacket, the T-shirt, and the hat. Will you do it? 
Ooh, it would make for an awkward funeral. Yeah, funerals, weddings, <laughs> everywhere you go, you have to wear the Porsche gear. I don't think I could do it. No? No, I'd feel so douchey in the end. Yeah. Well, you heard it here on Top Ranking Podcast. Bryce Kelly just turned down a free Porsche. <laughs> and one of the good ones with turbo and a whale tail on the back. Oh, I feel like I've made a big mistake. You're listening to Top Ranking Podcast. It's on the internet, where your Uncle Barry posts weird things on Facebook. Hey, Bryce, I have been talking about power moves on our radio show for probably 13 or 14 years. I remember the very first one, actually, was I was standing in a 7-Eleven. It was about 3 o'clock in the morning. I was on my way to work, and I was just in there buying a coffee, and this truck came squealing up right in front of the doors, and this cowboy fell out of the passenger side, and he came into the 7-Eleven, and you know the glass case where they keep your beloved taquitos? taquitos and wings, yeah, and yeah. wings and pizza and all the other goodness they keep at a 7-Eleven? He walked up to that thing. He waved his hands like this, and he went, I will take all of this. <laughs> I thought, well, that is a solid power move because it was 3 o'clock in the morning. He wasn't doing it to impress anybody. He was just buying all of the stuff in the hot display case. He was clearly of a different state of mind. He, they probably, I question the abilities of the person driving the truck. He was the passenger. And even I was standing there with a cup of coffee in my hand that I needed to pay for, but he was in front of me in line buying all of the stuff from the display case. And I think that the guy behind the counter too, at one point he was trying to put it in boxes and that, but the guy said, no, just put it, he was putting it directly in plastic bags. Like just... <laughs> Shoving everything into plastic bags. And the guy, even he saw me standing there and he's like, and this dude's coffee too. So I got a free coffee out of the deal. Okay. Yeah. That is pretty solid. I like that a lot. So that was, that was the very first power move we talked about on this show. But recently one of our coworkers, and I need to ask a few questions to get clarification. Did he, or did he not pull off the greatest power move of all time. All right, let's figure this out. Now entering the studio, Steve Shipanowski. Can I say your real name? Sure. Steve Shipanowski, uh, known to all of us in the building as Shippy. Bryce, you and I told you this story, and I think that Shippy may have pulled off the greatest power move in history. But we need to do some judge. We need uh, judging. We need to do a little bit of digging here on the podcast and find out for sure. It is pretty good. I like this one a lot. Going a long distance for a short period of time for seemingly no real reason. Yeah, just went by himself. Now, yeah. were you at home one night, just had the laptop out in the depths of a, a shame spiral? Like, were you <laughs> feeling vulnerable and you just clicked and bought yourself a trip? Honestly, I just kind of got a, a WestJet email saying, hey, seat sales. And I thought, where do I want to go? Been all around America, been all around Mexico. What's available in Europe? Saw a great deal. Booked the flight. This is where it becomes a power move because you went for a long weekend. Like just not a regular weekend. It was a long weekend. So a three-day weekend. You went to Ireland. Yeah, I went to Dublin. It was Thanksgiving. Okay. And if you're not from around these parts where we're broadcasting from or podcasting from, that's a long haul. How many hours was that in the air? In the air, I was there 
About nine and a half mm-hmm. and about 11 and a half back. Okay, okay. so that's 20 some hours. Yeah, just in 20, 21 hours. Okay, but that doesn't include sitting around in airports. No, no, that's, for- I, I was grand total about 12 hours there and about 14 hours back. Okay. So are you following me here, Bryce, on how this might be the great, a couple of other hallmarks of a power move are very little fanfare. He didn't even talk about it. I found out through somebody else that he was going to Ireland for the long weekend and then this was the capper. This was what kind of sold it for me. Zero pictures on social media while he was there. Mm-hmm. I, I checked in on I know, but Facebook you didn't, at the airport. Yeah, but you didn't post any pictures or anything. So nobody even knew you went to Ireland for a weekend. That's why we're going to have to review this. We're probably going to have to have a lot of long meetings that go late into the night. We're going to need some listener input as well. Did Shippy pull off the greatest power move in history by going to Ireland for the long weekend. It was about 26 hours of airport travel time. And how many hours of boots on the ground, roughly, in Ireland? 64-ish. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like this. I yeah. like this. <laughs> this is pretty good. And Alone. You- Alone. Uh-huh. And- uh, oh, hang on a second. Did you take a selfie stick? I don't even own a selfie stick. Oh, my God. This just became even more of a power move. Okay. Did you do any of the typical stuff like the Guinness Brewery or anything like that? Anything that would warrant you being in Ireland or was it just a normal three days? No, no. I I did the tourist things. I did Guinness. I did Jameson. And I did virtually every pub I came across. Here's another hallmark of a power move, especially of this nature. You do no pre-planning in advance. You didn't book any tours. You didn't book any... No, I had zero agenda. Even when I arrived in Ireland, the customs officer asked me, what did I have planned? And I said, I have no agenda. And he said, well, do you plan on seeing anything? And I said, well, yeah, I mean, I'm going to see the Guinness Stone House and their storehouse. And I'm going to, a friend had told me to go see a prison. So I was going to do that. But it was literally fly by night. I mean, I got up, put on my shoes, walked out of the hotel, grabbed a coffee at 8 a.m. and went, I'll go that way. I only have one more question, Bryce. Um, did you check a bag or carry on only? Carry on. Oh, Come my on. God. Oh, my God. This seems like a slam dunk to me. Yeah, this is a swish. This is nothing but net. Okay. Well, we'll take it under review. Uh, Shippy, congratulations, and maybe one day you'll post some pictures. Perhaps. Perhaps. Oh, Shippy, hang on. Hang on. Don't close. Come back. Come back. One of the most important uh, pieces of information in determining whether you've pulled off a power move is how much money you spent. How much does it cost to go to Ireland for 60 hours or whatever it was? Uh, flights all in, and I upgraded legroom on the transatlantic flight, was about 1100 bucks, And I didn't skimp out on a hotel. That came out to around 950 I took about 500 bucks cash money, so the weekend was 2500 bucks or 1200 bucks a day. $2,500 Canadian. Pretty good. It's pretty good. That's a pretty good power move. I like this a lot. Okay, thank you. you you're, you're free to go. Thanks, guys. Top-ranking podcast with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Of course it's top-ranked. I mean, why else would we call it that? Top-ranking podcast with Garner and Bryce. Bryce Kelly. Yes. Everybody is dying to know. Uh, We need a bed bug update. We revealed on this podcast weeks ago that the condo you live in, your next door neighbor has bed bugs, but you're collateral damage, man. You had to get sprayed too. Yeah. So it's been, I think, four weeks or something ridiculous like that. So yeah, the neighbor had the bed bugs. I did not, but because I was close enough in proximity, I had to get treated as if I did, which by the way... 
is the worst. Invasive. Oh, my God. So they had to come. They've sprayed twice. They actually just did the second spraying the other day. And I think we're done. I think we're in the clear. The little dog that has... Yeah, the the bed bug sniffing beagle. Yeah, they use dogs for this now. Uh, She has to come back and do another sweep, make sure we're all clean. I don't know when that's going to happen, but that's the final step. Yeah. But I think we're done. I've moved back into my normal bedroom. So when they sprayed your condo the other day, you had to be out of it for how many hours? For several hours. You're not allowed to go back, so you just sort of wandered the streets aimlessly. You had, I mean, I could have invited you over, but I guess I didn't. No, I could, like, we're done here at, like... Noon? Yeah. Maybe. On a a (laughs) busy day. I mean, three in the (laughs) afternoon. On a busy day. And I couldn't go back in until 4.45, so So, I had a long, I had all afternoon to kill. So you did um, what senior citizens do, is that you just show up in a movie theater and go to whatever movie's starting next. Yeah, I kind of rolled the dice, went with that, and um, I was also, I, I... Two missions. One, to kill time. Two, to fulfill my life dream of having a movie theater to myself. Not on a Tuesday, Bryce. You're so cocky thinking that you're going to get a theater to yourself on a Tuesday, a cheap Tuesday afternoon. So cocky. I even picked like a movie that I don't even know if it's in the top 10 anymore. (laughs) You just, you picked the movie that you thought had the best possibility of no one else showing up to see it. Yeah. And I felt good because the lobby was dead. And there were some other, like, like there were some big blockbuster movies playing at the same time. So mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this is going to be my day. Round the corner as I walk into the theater, poof, like a dozen people in there. What the hell? Like, my quest failed spectacularly. Yeah. yeah. Everybody knows you don't go to a movie on a Tuesday afternoon. It was brutal. So, you also came in the very next day. Yeah. And you told me that you may have seen the worst movie of your life. Do you still stand by that? I do. And the movie was? Night School. It's that bad? Yeah, that Kevin Hart movie. Oh, my God. Like, but he's funny. He he is. But this movie, like, the premise is ridiculous. Oh. He works at a barbecue store, blows it up, <laughs> proposing to his fiance, <laughs> and then has to go, the barbecue store is closed, so he has to find another job. And the only way he can do that is if he gets his GED, and then the hilarity ensues of him going to night school, where he used to go to high school, and he oh. was king. King oh, back in the day. Yeah. Now he's, so it's just like, just saying that already makes me like, oh, geez, it's so stupid. But I went in like with a bad attitude because my quest got It was ruined squashed. before it even started. So I'm already stewing. And then this movie comes on and it was garbage. Hmm. To the point that I, I've never left a movie before, but I would, I would have left had I somewhere to go. That just got really sad. <laughs> That's the saddest thing you've ever said. Ugh. So the movie ends. I go home and it's done. Uh, and then the next day, I ended up. Oh, yeah. This beans. is another story. And I'm looking at it right now, too, and it really bothers me. So, Bryce, you eventually you got to go home and you spent the night in your condo. Mm-hmm. But the next day you came to work here and you're like, I do not feel well. Like you, at around 10 o'clock in the morning, you came to my office after we'd been off the air and you said, I got to go home. I'm going to throw up. And you even, and I'm even going to take my water cup that I use every day on the show in case I need to puke on my way home. And you did puke into the watering cup with the straw in it that I'm staring at right now. Yeah. That is thoroughly disgusting. <laughs> I'm going to need you to get a new cup. <laughs> okay. Well, I figured I, I got 
poisoned by the insecticide or whatever it was they used. And, uh, yeah, it made me a tad bit queasy. Hmm. And so on the drive home, which is a modest drive home, but when you have a roaring headache and you're pulling into Puke City, yeah, it's the longest drive of life. Were you sort of like one of those casual tobacco chewers that just sort of dr- drives along and every now and again you just put the cup up to your mouth and <laughs> like were you sort of like that or was this it, a, it was, a pullover and oh no. somebody hold your hair back and no I was on a freeway so there was oh. no stops <laughs> and I actually I'm impressed with one I kept my eyes on the road I had the cup under my mouth but I I did the thing where I pulled up where there was, I wasn't beside anyone so no one could see what I was doing in there yeah so I did what I had to do. Uh, I'm proud to say the cup has been washed. Sure. It went through the dishwasher. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still, it haunts me. <laughs> It'll never be the same. Oh. Imagine that distracted driving ticket. <sighs> I was a little bit worried about that. But I didn't weave. I didn't veer out of my lane. I'm actually pretty impressed. You don't know concentration until you throw up in a cup while driving 90 kilometers per hour. That's concentration. Get rid of the cup. That was Top Ranking Podcast, starring Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Special thanks to USS for the temporary podcast theme song. Find them online at ussmusic.com. Guests of Top Ranking Podcast stay at my mom's basement because we're in a budget and she gets lonely. Two birds.